Hi everyone, God bless you. This is Pastor Victor Nazario. I'm so thrilled to be with you together this wonderful morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I celebrate you. I celebrate God's presence. I celebrate our fellowship. I celebrate that we could continue to come together as one body, even though we're dislocated physically, but we are together in the spirit. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about the power of the church, the fact that we are members of the body of Christ. We are the church. So even though we're not yet in our physical locale, and in the coming near future, I guess, we will be able to return, maybe not 100%. We might need two or three or four services to do that each Sunday initially, uh, but uh, we continue to gather together. And I'm so proud of everyone. All of you have been uh, continuing with your disciplines. You've continued to pray each and every week. We get together Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and we pray. And I thank you, Minister Cynthia, for leading us in that, in those endeavors. I get together with uh, the people of God on Mondays, on Tuesdays. I gather with the men on Saturdays. Um, Gwen gets together with the ladies on Thursdays. Um, I, just so much that's going on. Fridays we have a wonderful service, um, so I really appreciate that. And of course, each and every Sunday we do gather together as a church family. And I'm so excited because we've had visitors each and every week. We welcome people from different states and livery from different nations. So I am so thrilled. I remember back uh, several years ago, the Lord spoke to us about an e-church, about uh, an internet church. And we've been preparing ourselves, and today we are actually living that prophetic word. Blows me away, i got to tell you. But this is God. God doesn't do anything un unless He first reveals it by His, by his prophets. And I remember when Prophetess Cindy Jacobs, she called me out in the middle of a service in Manhattan. I'm sorry, in the Bronx, rather. And she says, Victor, I need to go to your church tonight. I said, what do you mean? We don't have service tonight. She said, I need to go to the building. We took her to the building, and the place was empty. We opened it up for her, and we had a couple of members there that were with me. And uh, she came with a couple of her people, and she started prophesying to an empty building. And she looked at me, and she started speaking the word of the Lord over our congregation, how we would multiply. But then she said this, this is, and that internet church, there's going to be a time where thousands will be seeing you and be part of your church through the internet. So I celebrate that because we're actually living it today. So I celebrate you, and I could see you in my mind's eye. So we're going to get ready now to praise Him, to worship Him, to enter into that time of corporate praise. We're all of us together we're in our living rooms, wherever we are. We'll lift up our hands and we'll praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with all of our hearts. He's seeking those that would worship Him in spirit and in truth. So let's get ready to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Jesus already won the victory. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. 
broken hearts. He's the God that sets the captive free. He's the God that sticks closer than a brother. He is faithful. He is faithful in a world that is so uncertain, in a world that is fickle. God remains steadfast, immovable, immovable, immovable. Hallelujah. You can trust in Him. You can trust in Him. As part of our worship, each and every month, we always receive the Lord's Supper together. And even though we're not in the same building, we are still together. Even though it's virtually, but we are together. Remember, we are the body of Christ. And this moment, we're going to receive the Lord's Supper together. It's so precious to think how much Almighty God loved us that He gave His only begotten Son. How much the Lord Jesus Christ loved us that He died willingly on the cross just for you and for me because he loved us that is so precious to to think about to contemplate and you know i was thinking about the fact that it happened during passover and we just finished experiencing passover just a couple of weeks ago and this has been the first passover in modern history where we actually were also quarantined because back in moses day when they received the lord's passover they had to stay inside until the death angel passed. And we, in, in a way, have also been quarantined during this Passover season. And now we're beginning to come out again, but I believe there's something so significant about this year's Passover. And I believe that as we are led toward Pentecost in a couple of weeks, we're going to see such an outpouring of the glory of God such an outpouring of people being saved, healed, set free, encouraged, delivered, uplifted, restored, restored back into relationship with the Heavenly Father. We're going to see sons and daughters, prodigals coming back to their Heavenly Father. So I celebrate that as we receive the Lord's Supper today, because He's the one that facilitated that for us. Without Jesus dying on the cross of Calvary, having His body broken for us, and literally releasing his blood from his body, pouring out his blood for you and for me. Without that, we would not have had any hope. But in him, we have hope. So please, take a moment to get the bread right now, and let's get ready to receive the Lord's Supper. The Word of the Lord says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 through 26 it says for i received from the lord that which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me break the bread Take and eat. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for saving us and for redeeming us. Thank you because of your magnanimous love, your perfect, holy, holy, holy love. You died for us on the cross, and your body was broken, indeed broken, 
so that we would be made whole. You became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And today we honor you. We praise your holy name. We thank you for your kindness. We're so grateful that you died for us and you rose again the third day. Hallelujah. And because of your sacrifice, we have hope. We have salvation. We have redemption. We're adopted into your family. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're co-heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. We bless you. Hallelujah. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Drink of the cup. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect blood, the all-righteous, almighty, all-holy, holy, holy blood, the perfect blood that redeems us from the curse of the law. Thank you for the blood that has delivered us from the destroyer. Thank you, Lord God, that we have crossed from the power of darkness to the kingdom of your dear Son. Thank you that you protect us. Thank you for the blood that protects us. Thank you for the blood that delivers us. Thank you for the blood that cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. We praise you this day. We glorify your holy, holy, holy name. Father, thank you. We love you, Lord God. We praise you. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord God. Blessed be your holy, holy, holy name. Amen. Glory. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, again I say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, again I say, rejoice. We are ready to rejoice. Hallelujah. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, bless the Lord. 
Well, that was an awesome time of worship and praise, and I could just see each and every one of you in my mind's eye, praising God, clapping your hands, lifting up your hands and praising God. So I am so excited and thrilled that we can worship God together. Now let's get ready uh, to consider a very important time, and I thank you uh, also for your continued disciplines in your giving. You know the Word of the Lord says that giving for us is not only expressing the heart of God in our region, because as we give to others, you know, God blesses us. The Bible says, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. So God causes men to give to us when we ourselves begin the cycle of giving. So it is time to give to the Lord, to give to His work. It doesn't go into heaven, it stays in the natural realm, it stays in the earth realm, so we can continue to do what we're doing as the church. So it's also part of our warfare, because uh, you, you know Malachi chapter 3 says that, um, you know, for us to continue to tithe, when we tithe, God is the one that opens up the windows of heaven. And then it says, He rebukes the devourer for our sake. We don't do that, He does that. And I appreciate the scriptural principles that God has given us so that we can do warfare even with our finances. And the most important thing is we give not just because of the reward, we give because God is worthy. He's the owner of all the gold and of all the silver. And from the Old Testament through the New Testament, God's people have always, always honored God and release a, a sacrifice, uh, release an offering unto God, recognizing His Lordship, recognizing that He's the owner of all the gold and the silver. That helps to break the spirit of greed. And you know how powerful the spirit of greed is on this earth. Man always wants stuff for himself. Man always wants to heap riches unto himself. But when we do the contrary, and we give in the Lord's work, we're breaking the spirit of greed. Because we're saying this spirit of mammon, this spirit, this money thing doesn't own us. God is our owner. He is in control. He's the one that provides for all of our need according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So it doesn't make a difference whether we are in a place of plenty, whether we have a little, whether we have a great job, whether we just finished losing our job. We still give into the kingdom of God because He's our Lord. And he's the, he's the one that will provide. If a door closes, He will provide seven other open doors for us. And I want to come into this season that is transitioning now, as doors are going to once again begin to open, I want to make sure that I have sowed the right seasons in the correct time. We've been in, um, it, it's, it's a time of sowing right now because it's spring. What, what do you do in spring? What does the farmers do in spring? They sow. So we've been in a, it's almost like a spiritual spring season where we have been set aside and we have been focusing on God and His Word, and, but we've been wondering what's going to happen in the future. Well, as a sower, you're the one that prepares your future. You prepare it now by the seeds you sow now. So let's get ready to give, and what we do is we take a break now, and then it allows us to go to the website calvaryny.org, www.calvaryny.org. On the top, once you get to uh, the website, it says give, and then we click on that, it goes to donate. And, and there you can release your, your offering, your, your 
tithe uh, through um, your credit card or through PayPal. I think you can also go through Venmo uh, if you utilize that particular system. Uh, Julio will uh, put some stuff on the screen so you could see what are the options. And perchance, if you cannot give now at this moment, just please put a little note to yourself and say at the end of the fellowship today I will go over to the website and take care of that okay so whether it is now or later on let's make sure we continue these disciplines and I so appreciate it more than words can say family I am so grateful to you for your spirit of generosity for your continual discipline for just continuing to be a family this is a time if we're not careful we could get consumed by it and lose our family and lose the connections that help us in, in our lives. All of us are called to be part of a tribe. We're part of the body of Christ, but God always links us in, in tribes, in local fellowships, the church local. And we are part of that church local, and God has called us together to labor together. Amen. So let's get ready. Let me pray over you. Father, thank you for your divine provision in every area of our life. We worship you and we declare that you are Lord in this beautiful and precious day. We declare that you are our provider, my God. And thank you that you're the one that meets all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So we get ready, my Father, to sow a gift, uh, my God, uh, to sow the tithe because you're the one that opens up the windows of heaven. You're the one that rebukes the devourer. Father, you're the one that as we give, it says, uh, it says that as we give, people will give unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto our bosom. So, Father, thank you, Lord God. I declare that, that men come to our bosom and give, Father, and give back. Thank you for doors of opportunities, for new jobs, for streams of income. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you for financial miracles. Thank you for wisdom and strategies, my God. Thank you for wisdom and strategies over your people. We give you the praise for it. And, Father, we sow the tithe and offering in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, let's get ready to give.
Ready? Poached eggs? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Wait to see what you guys do next week. For Mother's Day?
Okay, family of God, so now we're going to get into the Word. Are you ready for the Word? Get your pencil and paper out. Get your, your spirit open uh, to receive the Word of God. I want to talk to you a couple of minutes about partnering with the miraculous. Because as God's people, we are partnering with the miraculous. We live in the natural realm, in this earth realm, but we're spirit beings. And part of our supernatural element um, is natural to us because we're born again in Him. So we need to partner with the miraculous. I'll begin with this verse. Hebrews 11.1 1, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So just from the beginning, when you look at your faith, your faith is substance to something that you're hoping for. You don't have it yet in the natural, but yet with faith, you can already see it as done. You could already see it as accomplished. You could already see that God has already done it for you. He's shown it to you in your spirit, man, and you possess it in here. You can see it in here, and you have to have it in here before you see it out there. But then it also says it's evidence of things not seen. And I, I add this because it means this. Evidence of things not seen with the natural eye, or something that hasn't manifested yet in the natural realm. So it's evidence. And you know in a court system, you cannot go with just words. You have to present evidence. And then the judge will weigh the evidence, and if he likes the evidence, if he sees it's empirical, uh, it's, it's proof, then he'll say, okay, you win the case. Well, our faith is evidence in this natural realm that even though people don't see it, we possess it. And our faith is not based on something we just say. Our faith is based on God, his character, his nature, his truthfulness, and his word, his promises. And then the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. So faith comes by hearing. So that means that it's very important for us in this season, and especially in this season, this season to hear the right thing, because faith comes by hearing. Here's the challenge with that. That works for the positive and for the negative. So if we have faith that something terrible is going to happen to us, even Job said it, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. So we have to have faith in the right object or the right words, the right promises or the right person. So when we have faith in Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, that's the right person to put our trust on because He's faithful to accomplish the very thing that He promised us. Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the Word of God. It's not just anybody's Word, but the Word of God. So in this day, we have to major uh, in the Word of God. We have to focus on the Word of God. I can hear everybody, but my focus and my faith and my trust is on the Word of God, on His character, His nature. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3 says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Something about that verse rings very true in this day. God has expanded us. We're in a place of pause, but in that place of pause, we're touching more people. We're ministering to more people. We're reaching more people. Right now, we're, we're ministering every week to thousands of people. God has enlarged the place of our tent, and He's telling us we need to enlarge the way we think. 
because during this crisis, it's, it's, there's been a great reset, a reset of the way things are going to be done, a reset of the way we communicate to people, a reset of the passion of the Lord in the church. God is restoring to the church the humble beginnings of just simple faith and simple joy of the Lord, simple uh, passion for Almighty God. A lot of the things that we were seeing in church today, in churchianity, so to speak, have been found wanting. Many of the things that we have seen that churches are doing today have had no power. And God is stripping us of all the fluff, and He is allowing the wellspring of the passion of the grace of God, of the goodness of God, of the power of God to well up. And I'm telling you, when we come back to the buildings, there's going to be such passion, such joy of the Lord, such simple faith. Instead of all this complication that we've made it, you know, we often sing that song, you know, we've, we've made it about other things, but it's always about you, Lord. Forgive me for the things, for the, for the thing I've made it. No, God, it's about you. It's not about things. It's not how big we are or how well we dress. It's about you, your grace, and your love, and your faithfulness. Hallelujah. So we need to expand the place of our tent. We need to expand our um, confidence in Him. We need to expand our witness. Wherever we go, we have to speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, we have to speak about His goodness and His Word and His promises to each and every one of us. We need to expand to the right and to the left, to the north, the east, the south, and the west. Hallelujah. Also, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2, I'm going to share it in various translations. Hebrew, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things that we've heard, lest we drift away. So everything that we've heard in the church, everything we've heard in, concerning words, uh, God's word, concerning His promises, concerning the things that He has spoken to us, we need to very carefully keep those truths close to our hearts. Not allow circumstance, situations, not allow fear, not allow uh, problems or issues to overwhelm us and to get us away from God's Word. Hebrews 2.1 in the New Living Translation says it this way. It says, we must listen very carefully to the truth that we have heard, or we may drift away from it. This is not a time to drift away from God, people. <laughs> this is not the time to drift away from His Word. It's a time to embrace it more than ever before. And in the Amplified, it says it this way, Since all of this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever before to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. It is not a time to slip away from His kingdom, to slip away from the calling of God in your life, to slip away from gathering together around the fellowship. See, we need to embrace His Word like never before. And our faith in His Word is, is very vital, and it will give us access into various areas. Number one, our faith in God will give us divine strategies by the Holy Ghost. This is a season to actively be asking God for strategies, wisdom, and understanding. And the Bible says, if we ask, we shall receive. So brethren, expect divine strategies. Expect plan of action for the coming days, for your life, for your family, for the ministry God has given you. 
because that's part of what faith is. Faith is not just trusting Him. Faith is partnering with Him, knowing that He's going to give you divine strategies. And number two, He'll give us the wisdom of God. And part of wisdom is the correct ability, correct application of that which He gives you. So not only will He give you um, strategies, He'll also give you ways in which to accomplish it, ways to apply those very strategies in your setting for maximum output, for maximum blessing, so that people will be saved and discipled, so your family will be taken care of. So He'll give you divine strategies, and He'll give you wisdom. And then the next thing He'll give you is favor. He'll give you the power, the ability, the influence, so that others will help you. He will cause others to come to you and want to help you. Oh, that's so precious when somebody comes to you and says, listen, do you need any help? And, and sometimes you have, you know, ten things in your hands, and one of the greatest heroes is the one that will come next to you and says, do you need any help? Can I carry some of those bags with you? Same thing in your call. Many times there, there's something you know you need to do, but at the moment you feel overwhelmed. But part of your faith is that God will give you favor so that others will be able to partner with you. And also He'll call you to help to partner with others too. That's also part of faith. And then the next thing is there are times that we've done our best and now we say, okay God, what's next? That's when the miracle comes in. Because part of your faith has dunamis attached to it. That's miraculous, explosive, miracle power. See, God will do the supernatural, God will do the unexplainable when we've done all that we can do on our end. See, that's when He does the miracle. And then the next part of faith is that ability to stand, the ability to endure until you see the manifestation of the promise, until you see the manifestation of that which you've been believing for. So once again, uh, it's, it's these areas uh, in faith that help us. It, you know, faith gives us access to these areas. Divine strategies, wisdom of God, favor, the miracle when we need it, and also the willingness to stand, stand in His power, in His might. And then we'll notice also that favor and grace always come before the resource. Favor and grace will always come before the resource. 2 Corinthians 9.8, in the Amplified Version, it says it this way, God is able to make all grace which is every favor and earthly blessing, let me say it again, God is able to make all grace, which is every favor and earthly blessing, to come to you in abundance. See, not just a little bit in drips and drabs. God wants to bring abundant grace and favor to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, and whatever you need, be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. See, so God wants to get us into that place where grace and favor is abounding in us, so that we will always have, in every circumstance and situation, have more than enough, not only for ourselves, but for all those that God calls us to minister to. I, I, I love that verse. Once again, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Don't forget that verse, because that's part of your inheritance as part of your faith. So effective faith must have this. Number one, you must have revelation of the Word. You must know that that Word is true, and, and you must know the Word. 
It's not like, oh, I wish that God would do this for me. I wish God would do that. You know, I hear people in the words in the world sometimes say, yeah, God's good. The man upstairs, he's good. I wish you would do this for me. But they're not moving scripturally. They don't know the word. So therefore, their faith is not effective. For us to have effective faith, we have to have faith in his word. His word is the rock. Jesus said, if you listen to my words, my sayings, you'll be like the man who built his house on the rock. You see, so faith, effective faith, that is, has to have the knowledge of the Word of God. We need to know God's promises, see? So when we have a revelation of the Word of God, like, for example, He meets all my need according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the Word. So if I know that verse, whenever I have a need, I can say that to myself. I can declare it to my environment. That's okay. I know I don't have enough now, but... God's the one who meets all my need according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I might have lost my job, but His, glories, His glory will meet all my needs. See, you understand? He, His riches come to me, but it's His riches. See, I can trust Him. I, can, I know that He can meet all my need according to His riches and glory. So, therefore, even though I don't have enough, I know He has more than enough. See, and he can do all things. I rather I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I might be in a situation where I don't have enough power, enough energy. Uh, I just don't even feel like it. I've been beat up so much. But that's when I can declare I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And on and on. There's so many promises in the Bible. So if we have the revelation of the word, then we could move on that truth. Then the other thing for effective faith is we need to see other people walking in it. If we see other people walking in that, it helps us. So we need role models. We need mentors. And that's another reason why we need to be connected to um, a, a local tribe, a local church. We need to have a pastor. I have a pastor. I have a fellowship I walk in, a fellowship of pastors. I was just um, on a, a Zoom meeting just a couple of days ago, and we were talking to some of the most well-known ministers and pastors who know our fellowship, and, and they, they appreciate my pastor. And so because they appreciate my pastor, they come on and spend time and, and share with all of us. So something like a 50 to 80 pastors all over the United States just talking. So I'm looking at them, and they're role models to me. And some of them, uh, when I share, they say, thank you, because you're a role model to them. You know, I'm a role model to them. This is vital, because if we could see it, we can do it. See, part of the way we learn, even as children, is we see our parents. Or we see others, and we look, and we learn. We observe, we learn. We go to school. Our teachers are our role models, our mentors. In the same way, in the kingdom of God, we have mentors. Remember what Paul told Timothy? Paul told Timothy, the things you see me do, heard me say, that teach faithful men who can, do, who can teach others also. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. You see, so we need role models. Effective faith also needs a continual and systematic way of applying God's Word or His promises so that we get the intended results. We have to be like farmers. See, the, the, the life of faith is like a farmer. We sow the seed in the ground, and then we don't take the seed back up. We keep that seed planted in the ground, and we water it. Bible says, and there is, there's a systematic way that our faith works to continue to get the promises manifest in our lives. And then the other thing is that resolve that we're going to stand on God's promises no matter what. 
So there's a godly reason for uh, living the way we do, for declaring the word. When I pray over my children, there's, there's a godly reason why I pray for my children. There's a godly reason why I pray for each and every one of you. And when I, ha I have that righteous resolve, I will continue standing in the gap until I see the answer over my children. Until I see the answer, and I don't care how long it takes, it could take years, I will continue to stand on, on your behalf, on my children's behalf, on my, on my family's behalf, um, on my community's behalf, because I know my prayer uh, works, because God said so. Again, once again, if we have an effective uh, faith, that means we are able to look at what the Scripture says. And we're applying it. The Bible also says for us to pray. If my people will pray, then I will heal the land, right? So I pray because I know that that's part of my partnership with God. That's what effective is. You know, we, we have the knowledge of the Word. Number two, we have role models. Number three, we have a systematic way of applying faith in the natural realm. And number four, we stand. We have a righteous resolve and a godly reason that helps us to push through and continue to pray until we see something happen. Hallelujah. So it's our responsibility, you know, to, to, to walk with God in faith, in true faith, in true confidence in His Word, His promises, His character, His nature, and His ability. We partner with Him. Ephesians 2.10 is where God's handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do those good works which God predestined or planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, having or living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. See, so there are good works that we should do in this earth realm. And as we partner with God in faith, those good works, those times of prayer, those times of preaching, those times of discipling, those times of witnessing, those times of being a good father, a good role model, a good brother, a good sister, a good a parent, a good teacher, a good doctor, a good lawyer, you know, a good employee, whatever it may be, those good works, uh, you know, they will glorify God. The Bible says in Matthew 5 16, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. And then it says, and glorify your Father in heaven. So when the people see our good works, whatever it may be, I prayed for somebody over the phone, I, I gave somebody uh, some food because they, they needed food, they'll look up and they'll say, oh, thank you, Lord, for sending this angel. <laughs> good works. See, it's important for me to do these good works. It's a priority. God needs our participation so that these good works would produce the intended results and benefits. So as we glorify God through our good works, you know, the world will look up and say, wow, truly there is a God. See, God won't get involved unless He has man's participation. That's His pattern. That's the way He does stuff. He created us in the earth realm. Whenever he's about ready to do something, he'll seek out a man to stand in the gap for that particular land. He'll seek out mankind, his people. He'll seek out the church. And he'll say, go and pray over there and release that. I was just hearing the other day a man of God. God told him, go to this state and go into the center square and release this word to, for, for this state. And he went over there, got on a plane, and stood in the middle of that place, and he declared the word of the Lord. Why did he have to do that? Because God partners with man in the earth realm. See, Ezekiel 22, verse 29 through 31, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall, who would stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found no one, 
Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed the deeds on their own heads. Their own deeds. There was nobody there. There was standing. No church. No people of God. No righteous folk praying for that land. Oh my God. So we can't let that happen on our watch, people. Earth must agree with heaven's decree. That's why Jesus said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth. That's already as, as it's done in heaven, as it's already decreed in heaven. God will let us know by, uh, prophetically, whether by dream or whatever it may be, but certainly by his word. We have his word, we have heaven's decree. So we could agree with heaven's decree, and then we could decree it here on earth. Wow. Many have been waiting around for God to move, and God's been waiting for us to declare His Word, to stand in faith and walk with Him in faith in this earth realm. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if we seek the kingdom of God first, then all the things will come. But it's our job to partner with God. In Isaiah 1.19 it says it this way, If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Wow. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God promised that. So I can declare that to myself every day. I can declare that over my family. Father, thank you that we're willing and obedient, and we shall eat the good of the land. Why? Because he said so. See? We have to align with God's word in this earth realm. God sees our faith and confidence in him. He sees our faith, you know. He can actually see faith. I don't know how he sees it, but I know that he does. Remember Mark 2 and 5? When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Four men brought in a sick man into a house where Jesus was preaching. And when they brought him before Jesus, he looked at their faith. He saw their faith. And he not only forgave that man, he also healed the man who was on a sick bed. God sees our faith. When our faith is aligned with him, we will see signs, wonders, and miracles. And we're coming into that season. We, we're, God's opening up a, a window of opportunity where we're going to be able with passion to preach God's word like never before. Hallelujah. So get ready for that. Get your spirit ready because the time is coming. It's getting closer, people. It's getting closer. Visions and resources won't just be handed to you on a silver platter. We need to fight the good fight of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, Without faith, it's impossible even to please God, for he, is, for, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See? He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm going to say it again. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? When we come to God in faith, Part of what we're saying is we know He's the one that rewards those who diligently seek Him. God is a rewarder. He loves to bless His children. You know, we're not fighting God for a blessing. We're fighting this realm here, the spirit realm. We're fighting demons and principalities and powers. Remember when Daniel prayed? He needed some wisdom from God. He didn't get it for 21 days. And then when the archangel comes, he says, you know, Daniel, excuse me, I've been in the heavenlies. I've been fighting. They've been holding back the answer. And God sent another archangel to help me, so here's your answer. 
See, the God sent the answer. It was the demonic hosts that were holding back the answer. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So if you don't get an answer right away from God, don't think that God doesn't want to reward you. Don't think that God hasn't heard your prayer. He has. He said there's some spiritual warfare or, or the timing of God is not yet. Hebrews 11, 6 verifies that when we are diligent in faith and seeking God, the overflow of that is the reward. God will reward us. We will see the answer of our prayer. Hallelujah. We are created to do good works for which we are going to be rewarded. Not just in eternity, but here also. We will see the answers. We will see people being saved, set free, encouraged, delivered, restored. Our families coming to Christ. People healed in our midst. Divine provision, divine protection, divine wisdom, grace, and favor. Hallelujah. Our focus must be on His Word and the good work that we're created to do. Not crisis, not circumstance, not lack, not what other people think. When we focus on the work, we will be rewarded by God. And finally, for those of you that you know God's been speaking to, but you haven't come to Jesus yet, you haven't connected with Him yet, listen to this. In Romans 6.23 it says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there are two things in verse uh, Romans 6.23. It says the wages of sin are death. So if you haven't come to Christ yet, the sin in your life is causing spiritual death. But if you come to Jesus, if you receive the gift of Jesus Christ in your life, that gift of God, what will happen is you'll receive the gift of eternal life and God will forgive your sin because of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses you. Um, he cleanses all sin. In Romans 5, verse 8 through 11, it says this, God demonstrates His love his own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood. When you come to Jesus, He cleanses you and justifies you by His blood. It says, much more now, having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if we were enemies when, when we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled in Christ, we now shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we'll also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. When we come to Christ, He reconciles us to the Father. That's why we need to come to saving faith in Christ. That's why we need to receive Him into our heart, confess Him with our mouth, believe in Him, receive Him, and He'll save us, and He'll cleanse us, and He'll reconcile us to the Father. In Romans 5, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, faith in what? By faith in Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through, also, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Notice, we have access through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're ready, to receive Jesus today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say this, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I heard your word today. I heard your promises today. And you are a faithful God. You promise in your word that if I would receive your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into my heart, if I would ask you for forgiveness, you would cleanse me of all sin. 
and you would give me the privilege of the new birth. And so this moment, I ask your forgiveness. Forgive me of every sin. Cleanse me by the blood of Christ. And allow me access into your family. Thank you for reconciliation. I receive forgiveness. I receive the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. And Father, according to your word, you say that if I would receive him, you would not cast me out. You say you, in your word that you would forgive me, you would cleanse me, you would reconcile me to yourself, and you would adopt me into your family. So Father, thank you that this moment I am saved, I am reconciled, and I now am part of your family. I pray it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're saved. God does something awesome. In the court of heaven, he adopts you into his family, and now you become part of his family. You become sons and daughters of the Lord God Almighty. Blows me away the precious gift that he is. The Lord Jesus Christ on the cross took everyone's sin. So when we come to him and we believe in that sacrifice, receive them and ask for forgiveness, he forgives us. And then he says he takes all our sin, throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. Oh my God. If you've done that now, I want to know about it because we want to send you material. So at the chat room, I want you to do me a big favor and, and let me know that you pray the prayer of salvation and give me your email because I want to send you materials. And I want you to I want to help you to get on this new walk, this new walk as a Christian, uh, as, as a born-again Christian, as a child of God. I want to give you more verses so you could stand on the promises of God. Okay, so do me a favor, go to the chat room right now and make sure you uh, get, get us your email so we could send you uh, these resources. They don't cost you anything. Jesus already paid the price. Salvation is free. All we want to do is help you in your walk with God, okay? Amen. God bless you. Well, family, thank you for, once again, this time. I thank you uh, that you're with me throughout the week. Appreciate all the comments, and I appreciate that we're praying together. I appreciate that God is doing so much in our midst, and, and so many people are being touched uh, through our fellowship, even through Zoom, and even through Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. Uh, wow, it blows me away. And we're going to continue to grow in Him. It's His promise. He has declared it. And we stand in that grace. Hallelujah. So God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this beautiful day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So Lord, I thank you for this time that we've been able to come together and fellowship with you, Lord, and receive the Word of God. I thank you, Father, that we've been able to give together. Thank you, Father, we've been able to re rejoice together as a family. Uh, Lord, I so appreciate all the uh, comments in the chat room. My God, thank you that your family is coming together. Uh, and Lord, thank you for all the opportunities throughout the week that we're able to continue to do so. And Lord, thank you for hearing all our prayers, because throughout the week we are praying. We're standing in, our, in the gap for our city, for our families, for our church family, for this nation. We're standing in, a, uh, in the gap for our government. We're standing in the gap for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Thank you, Lord, 
for helping us, my Lord. And thank you for uh, restoring normalcy in this world, my God. Thank you, Father, for it. And now as we dismiss from this gathering, I pray you continue blessing upon your people. I pray your grace, your favor upon them. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over them, over the families, the children, the homes. I pray your healing anointing upon each and every one of them, Lord God. Heal them physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, my God. I pray the joy of the Lord right now, right where they're at, my God. Father, we bind any uh, spirit of worry, any spirit of concern, uh, my Lord, any, any uh, overwhelmed feeling. I pray that the joy of the Lord right now would replace that, my God, that as we finish this service, my Lord, that your people would enter into a time of joy, a time of peace, a time of faith, standing in strong, bold faith, my God. We pray it and declare it in the name that is above all names. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Brethren, God bless you. You are blessed and highly favored. Remember, you are blessed and highly favored. So go be that blessing that God has called you to be. I'll be talking to you, and let's get together this Tuesday, okay? Tuesday, 7.30, through Zoom. Uh, for more information, you could call the church office, 718-829-5306. So call the office so you could get the access number for the Tuesday Zoom meeting. And if you were not able to give an offering and give your tithe before, as soon as we finish, uh, please feel free to go to the website and release your tithe and offering. And I thank you more than words can say. Love you. Have a blessed and prosperous week in Him. God bless.